Welcome to the short-term show from Blue Ridge, Georgia. We will cover everything you need to know, including buying, holding, managing from a distance, raising rents, renovating, and how to rent it when you are not using your very own vacation home in the North Georgia mountains. For more information on current purchase prices and income data, please visit theshorttermshop.com. Welcome to the Short Term Show special episodes from Blue Ridge. Short Term Show is on from the uh, North Georgia mountains. Grateful to have you here. So excited for you to be tuning in. I know you got a lot of places to spend your educational and informational and entertainment time. And uh, we're grateful that you listen to this podcast today. Episode number five from Blue Ridge. We're going to build a team, put it together to uh, to make a deal happen. So uh, the who better to talk about that than one of my, my favorite real estate agents of all time, Mr. Yock. Uh, and let's start with the agent. Uh, you know, simply, simply put, man, what, what is a good real estate agent? What are they going to do for me? And how do I find one? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, I tell people look for somebody you have commonalities with and also is, you know, knows what they're doing. Right. Uh, I hear it so often, you know, Hey, you know, a good real estate agent makes it look easy and will kind of trick you into thinking they're not doing much. You know, it's kind of like managing a property Luke. you know, a good landlord makes it look easy. Right. And it makes you wonder to yourself, man, I could do this. But the reality is a good landlord, just a good landlord. Same thing with the real estate agent. You know, if they make it look easy and feel easy, that's probably who you need to work with, you know. And but also, you know, I tell people, hey, I, I understand. I, you know, I picked my real estate agent by, you know, I just kind of looked around. I was like, which one of these jabronis would I like to drink a beer with? You know, and that's how I kind of went by it. And hey, I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb, but um, to each his own. But, you know, definitely find somebody that's in tune with the market. And I know that can be harder to, to, to figure out, but talk to them, interview them and, and, and go with who you think you, who you like. And, um, that, that really is the easiest way to do it. Trust your gut. How does one become a good real estate agent? I mean, I, what, what makes a good agent versus a, you know, I mean, you kind of already went over that, but, uh, and I got some ideas there, but, uh, all right, fine. I'll throw it at you. Uh, number one is, uh, communication. Like how do they, how do I communicate with them? Uh, because everybody communicates differently, differently. Um, right. but uh, I like somebody who writes back quickly and uh, and is is you know ready to rock. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I mean, any other thoughts there? No, I mean, communication's number one, right? I mean, you don't want to have to send somebody a, a you know send your agent a text and you don't hear from them for a day. I mean, that's not you know it doesn't feel like they're on the same page as you are, right? Like a lot of times, you know, it, and it depends where that where that client is, you know, you as the buyer or seller, you know, Hey, do I need to buy or sell tomorrow or do I need to buy or sell six months from now? And, and obviously, you know, the client needs to communicate that to the agent, you know, where everybody knows what your needs are. Um, also think it's important for the agent to kind of ask that question, you know, find out who you are and what exactly do you need? Uh, you would ask, how do you find a, you know, how do you find a good real estate agent, man? Luke, that's such a philosophical question. I tell people it's like finding a good dentist. When you picked your dentist, how do you know they were good? Well, uh, because I went to three or four that were not good first, and then I. Uh, <laughs> but right. uh, but most people they they it's their their aunt Susan tells them, hey, you know, I use the the dentist down the road. You know, we've been going there for ten years. We love them. That's it. You know, now you assume he's a great dentist. 
you know, most people don't know. How do you know? How are you picking your doctor? I mean, some people are looking for lawsuits, but a lot of times it's just it's just who they got. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I have a good answer finding a good agent, but I would say we're pretty easy to find when it comes to specialists and we are specialists. Um, you know, you, you see their online presence. That really is what you're going to have to go with. You know, we, yeah. Let's make no mistake. We 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 want you to pick us. We do sell houses. Sure. Yock sells houses. So if you, if you're listening to this podcast, it's a no brainer. You need to be calling the shop. I mean, why in the world would you be right. listening to this podcast if you're going to use some other real estate agent? So we've already made that part easy for you. Um, so it was a bit of a trick question here, at least in this market on this topic. Uh, just call the shop, you know, or don't, don't call us. We don't like to answer the phone. We're too young to be answering the phone, but we do have uh, what, plenty of ways to get in touch with us. TheShortTermShop.com. Hell, you can email me if you want to, Luke at TheShortTermShop.com. Um, and I value a good real estate agent uh, very, very, very much. Of course, I'm married to uh, one of the greatest, biggest real estate agents in history. And, it's, uh, and I see what it takes to get to that point. And it's not easy. You got to kick ass and and work hard and and uh, hard work is uh, is something that we are not uh, afraid of uh, around here. Uh, uh, traditional real estate uh, uh, investing, uh, podcasts, content, et cetera, um, uh, finding uh, multiple agents. Um, that's one thing I don't like, you know. So here, let me point that out. When if you're new, you're listening to podcasts, and you say, uh, and they say you need to contact a hundred different real estate agents, or you you just assume that you need to do that. That's not a good idea. Um, do not do that. That's just as a buyer. I'm not an agent, by the way. I'm a buyer. But uh, if you're dealing with different agents, you're not. It's first of all, it's too much work, man. It's like going to two different dentists. It's exactly like Yock said. So be careful with that. I think it's a waste of time. We do see some folks occasionally. Um, that, that are doing that. I don't know. Do you ever see that, Yock? Every now and then. I mean, I tell my client, you know, once once you're committed to me, I'm committed to you. That's yeah. how this needs to work. Agents, look, I, I don't know if, if some buyers think there's, you know, the world's smartest people or whatever it is, but we know, right? I mean, we're our job, it's, a, it's you know, it, it's a people person job, a people person job. And we get the sense, hey, this other person's talking to somebody else, da, da, da. you know, they're calling buyers directly and, it's hard for us to take you seriously. So I, I tell everybody, you know, let's be honest with one another. Um, and if you're, you know, our loyalty is going to be with you as long as your loyalty is with us. And I think that's just how this, this whole business operates. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to say there is uh, uh, when, if you're shopping around on Facebook, again, back to the the content and the, and the you know, uh, influencer stuff, if you're in Facebook groups or asking for recommendations from people you don't know, be careful why they're recommending. Either they're maybe trying to get a cut, maybe they're getting some sort of referral fee, maybe they are the actual person that's looking for your business, which is fine. Um, but right. you know, I mean, I'm here to tell you, a really good real estate agent doesn't really have time to sit around playing around on a hundred different Facebook groups groups trying to find clients. But that being said, if somebody's saying, "Hey, I use this agent," call them. They were awesome. I think that's okay in most cases, but you know, ask them, how many deals did you do with that agent? Or are you just another agent trying to make a cut off somebody in that market over there? That's all, you know, all stuff to be, to be aware of. But that being said, again, just call the shop. If you're going to go into Blue Ridge, if you're doing, doing this in North Georgia, you got no, uh, you don't have to worry about any of this crap. You just call yeah. us. Hey Luke, we'll get I, it done. I, I'd hesitate to say, and I, this is certainly not trying to come across as braggadocious. Avery could bring on board any real estate agents she wanted to in any market. 
<laughs> period. The end. Like, I mean, that's just the reality. And she's she's had the you know the the ability to kind of hand pick the best of the best agents in every market. And um, again, not trying to sound braggadocious, but it's it's unbelievable the team she's managed to assemble. I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, you know, being able to learn and understand from one another, uh, you know, people just, I mean, all these people I work with are just absolute rock stars. And to be able to bounce ideas and find out market trends and what's going on here in this market versus that market, and to kind of be able to plan and see these trends in ahead, we're able to kind of, you know, send that knowledge to our customer base, which is awesome because I promise you, if you just pick up the phone and and dial you know, some Rudy Poo down the road who does four deals a year, mm. man, you're just you're just not going to get the the breadth of knowledge that you're going to get from a team like the short term shop. And again, I'm not trying to sound cheesy or over the top, but trust me when I say I've worked for for tiny brokerages that, you know, have one or two people and I've worked for big brands. But when it comes to, you know, specialized in what we're trying to accomplish. I, when I got on board here, it, it blew my mind. As somebody who had seen tons of transactions, it still blew my mind to see behind the scenes the wheel that Avery's created and the machine she's created um, and, and being able to have all that knowledge base and share that with our clients, I, I think is just a, such a huge advantage for a buyer or seller you know, looking to get into one of these vacation markets. I agree. I've bought every one of my vacation rentals through the short-term shop. And, uh, and and we're talking about Avery, who, who runs the company, and she also wrote this book. If you want to check that out, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. We also have a big Facebook group with the same name. Anyway, starting to sound like an advertisement, but the truth is, is we just believe in what we're doing here. You know, we really do. And we work hard. We work our asses off. And uh, and we're just, uh, we're, we're happy to have you listening to this podcast. And we, we, we hope to, we hope to earn your business. If you want to buy a house in North North Georgia, just call us. We've already got your agent figured out, and we're ready to rock on that. So let's let's move into lenders. Uh, we've already done uh, quite a bit of talk on financing uh, on uh, other podcasts here in this in the series, but um, how do I find a good one? What questions do I ask, et cetera? Great question. So there's kind of two ways to go about it. I tell my people, and I give my I, I, you know, I always kind of give, uh, you know, if 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 I'm working with somebody and they don't know who they're going to use for a lender, I like to give them a couple different options and I tell them why. So you have the the local lender and I have a couple of those in my back pocket, you know, that have just done a lot of these transactions. They understand Georgia contracts. They understand the timelines. They understand the expectations. They understand basically how the contract should roll in the state of Georgia. People don't, that's, that, that is important. Okay, because the way a contract rolls in Georgia is different than the way it rolls in Florida or Tennessee or Alabama or Nevada or New York, wherever you may be from. So having a lender who understands that the way the deadlines are set up is important. Now, there's also another kind of lender that I put out there that I would say is kind of the specialist investor type lender. Right. We got the mortgage shop. They're great at it. They have a real good knowledge of all the states that they cover, but they also kind of specialize in doing a lot of these you know, second home loans, investment loans, et cetera, uh, DSCR loans. And I can tell you this, that the the lender that you probably use for your primary is not going to be the right guy for you to buy a vacation home somewhere out of his market. It's just not going to be the way, you know, going through all the paperwork, the finances um, of an investor versus, you know, a couple that's, you know, just got a couple W-2s is significantly different. In, in in originating a loan on a second home loan for an investment type properties is significantly different than getting a primary. 
So make sure when you're talking to your lender, they know that, hey, I'm buying an investment property and, and let them tell you the loan, the loan products that they have. You know, they should have some sort of commercial option. They should have, you know, just a standard Fannie Freddie, you know, a conventional loan, uh, an investment loan. They're all going to have different the way they're kind of set up. But make sure they understand what you're trying to accomplish. Don't try to hide anything because, um, look, mortgage fraud is a deal. You can't you can't buy rental property with a primary home loan. OK, people are getting busted with that. So work with somebody you trust. But again, I am going to be letting people know, hey, here's a couple local people who do this really well. Here's a couple specialists kind of let you go down the road. I do feel like there is some value in a client shopping that a little bit. Again, like a real estate agent, you do need to make up your mind kind of on the front end of that. But, you know, I, I do think it's a smart move. Talk to A, B, and C because um, they're all going to have kind of different pricing structures. You know, maybe you're cash heavy and you want to go with somebody who maybe they have a big down payment, but a lower rate, or excuse me, a, you know, big origination fees, you know, let's just call it closing costs, low rate. Maybe you want a higher rate, but you're not cash heavy and you want to go with somebody who has a lower closing cost. And maybe you want something in the middle. So just know all those, you know, all those things should be a factor with what you're looking at as a as a buyer. Yes. And I will say, if you're new to this, to rental real estate in general, uh, maybe you own your own house, but you've never really done a rental or anything like that before or a second home, uh, spend the most of your time on, on lending. Spend the bulk of your time uh, researching different types of loans and Facebook, you know, maybe podcasts and, and YouTube videos on the subject. And when I first started, we didn't really have any of that kind of stuff. There was a bigger pockets podcast and that was it, you know, so uh, there were no YouTube videos or anything. So I, what I did was called and annoyed the living crap out of every single uh, lo loan officer I could get to answer the phone. And I asked about 2 trillion questions because that's what I do. I ask questions. That's how I learn. Uh, I, I tell I, I people, will... you know, lender first, Zillow last, you know, that's the way you got to do it. You you got to have your finances set up to where you can go make that purchase. You know what I mean? Like, what, what are we going to start spitting out offers and our financing isn't in place? Mm. Do the boring stuff first, you know, get all those financial documents, get all your stuff in one sock, get those ready to turn over to your, your lender and, and get, get the financial part of it, the boring part knocked out, because that's also going to kind of put up guardrails on what, you know, maybe you you were going to look at a $550,000 home. Well, you turn in all the documents. Okay, now you can look at a $600,000 home or maybe vice versa. And we don't want to get under contract on something that you're not going to be able to afford because then, look, you may lose some earnest money if you have to cancel, you know, terminate a contract. You know, I, I tell everybody, you know, lending first, Zillow last. It, it'll make it, It'll make this transaction a lot easier. And not to mention when it gets time for you to make an offer, you will be able to make stronger and a more intelligent offers as well. Yep. Yep. Can't spend too much time researching loans and lending, et cetera. Especially when I first started, I didn't even have any money. So I needed to do everything I could to make sure these banks were interested in doing business with me because right. I needed their money. You know, um, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. In that ride, I went to home inspector school. So I've got some thoughts on this particular part of your, your team. Um, to me, any, uh, any home inspector that's being is, is recommended is probably just fine, especially if you're brand new. 
Um, and I will say that if you're only going to buy like one house a year or one house every couple of years, um, I don't think it would matter all that much to me as long as this was a licensed professional that had some credibility. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know that you're looking to go out there and find like the world's, uh, you know, like the, uh, the, the Billy Joel of home inspectors or anything like that. But, um, so again, communication is probably my biggest thing on home inspectors. Uh, how does he communicate? Can I get him on the phone and ask him some questions? A lot of times home inspectors don't really want to answer questions because they're yeah. not uh, qualified to give this answer or that answer. So, um, uh, just like, uh, uh, it's like dating, get as much of it out of the way up front in the first date, and then uh, decide if you want to do, do the rest of this transaction with them. What do you, what do you have for us on home inspectors? I agree with you. I, I would add, a, a, you know, it's real easy to open up the phone book. You know, if you're from out of state and you type in home inspectors, Blue Ridge, a lot of them are going to pop up some chains out of Atlanta. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you're going to end up, you know, somebody's going to drive an hour and a half north who's made never inspected a cabin before. You know, they've inspected plenty of red townhouses in Atlanta and, you know, single family residential properties, but maybe never a cabin and doesn't know to really what to look for. Because there's a there's some nuance in buying a wooden cabin versus buying a townhome. So I would say, again, talk to your agent, um, make sure they have somebody who. I don't think there's necessarily a cabin specialist, but somebody who has significant experience around cabin builds. Um, I personally, that's all I work with. Um, are you know, my recommendations will be people who work specifically on cabins and better yet have built cabins before. Used to be contractors, builders themselves, so they know what to look for. Um, I also tell people, you know, Luke, this is a business. Um, I want an inspector that it knows how to look for the big things that are wrong with the cabin. Because a lot of times, if you just get generic home inspector, you're going to get your report back and it's going to be like, you know, the toilet handle jiggled and, you know, the the pull on the whatever, you know, on the in the kitchen door was loose and the shower head is this leaking. And that's not the type of stuff we want to beat ourselves up with. You know, I want a home inspector that knows, hey, where, you know, how water flows around these metal roofs, how this flashing works, you know, where there may be some rotted wood um, and, and, and know all those, those nuances around a cabin that, let's just say, a normal home inspector may not be able to identify. Yeah. And also, I want to emphasize the fact that you as the client, you know, the, the listener right now, you're hiring the home inspector. You know, because mm -hmm. so I don't want anybody to think that, oh, my my agent gave me a home inspector. My lender gave me this home inspector's phone number. So they must be, you know, they're the one I'm supposed to use. It's not like that. You're you're welcome to hire whoever you want. You can call 15 of them if you want to. So just to clarify, the home inspector works for you. You legally own that home inspection report, that report. And you don't have to show it to anybody if you don't want to. You don't so, even have to show it to your agent. Nope. Um and, and a lot of times you don't even really have a reason to, you know, unless you're looking for an opinion, but then it starts to get into some gray areas. But. I'll also add on the, on that side, on the, I, I like a home inspector that is also going to kind of debrief afterwards. So he's going to turn that report over to you and say, you know, Hey, call me if you have any questions. Cause inevitably Luke, I mean, look, you, you've bought plenty of cabins. A lot of times that inspection report comes back and it's thicker than war and peace, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you bought a cabin that's, you know, 30 years old, um, you know, something built in the early 90s, it can be, you know, it can be a little intimidating to say the least, but there may only be four items on there that are big ticket. You know what I mean? And having that 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 inspector to say, hey, Mr. Smith, 
looking down this list, I'll be honest with you, nothing here really bothers me. Some of these are code violations that just, you know, they are what they are, you know, because codes get updated. It's not a homeowner's job responsibility to update a property as codes change. But he may say, hey, look, these top four things right here, I really think I, I would suggest you get these addressed. You know, the other the other 63 Look, there are things you can there are things you can do or not, or it may only spend you. It may only take you, you know, three hours swinging a hammer or turning a, a screwdriver. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's talk about uh, cleaners and handy people. Um, that has gotten a lot. That's it's just changed a lot over the years uh, since when I first started uh, in this business. It was almost impossible to find a cleaner, and now there's a lot of them. You know, so uh, prices have gone up a little bit, but there are more cleaners than there used to be. Um, and there's plenty of plenty of ways to find them. Of course, the short-term shop is going to give you several recommendations that we've come across, and uh, we've got a big list of vendors that we'd be happy to share with you uh, if you become a client. And uh, but there's also Turno, which uh, is a a marketplace for finding cleaners, and it also handles scheduling of cleaners. That one's become pretty popular. Of course, there's Facebook groups, local Facebook groups, and uh, recommendations from uh, from your from your agent, of course, and um, Yak, any, any other, uh, how do I, did I miss anything on how to find a cleaner? No, this is the, this is the probably, you know, probably after we we're done talking about properties, probably the number one conversation, you know, I have with clients and they're all really happy to know that, you know, the way it works with, with us is you get under contract and after you get through your contingencies, I'm going to turn you over a PDF. Okay. And on there, I call it the list. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's the Georgia list. And it is, it's pretty intuitive of, you know, there's probably a, a half dozen cleaners, you know, anybody you may need to be part of your team is going to be turned over to you in a, you know, in a PDF document to where you don't necessarily have to go to Google and, you know, kind of just spin the wheel of destiny and hope you land on the right person. You know, I'm going to give you a list of people that have either, you know, I, I've worked with personally or have worked with my clients in the past and have had good success with. So if, if it's somebody installing a ring doorbell um, to needing to build a fence, to you know, need a roofer, need a hot tub guy, you know, I'm going to turn over a list that's going to get you started. Um, now, I tell everybody, all these people are, you know, they're they're busy professionals. I can't say that they're just, you know, waiting on your phone call. Um, you know, they may be busy. The hot tub may be a while, you know, uh, but, you know, it's going to be a lot better than just going on to Google. It's a really good shot in the arm of, uh, you know, of just vendors that you're going to need to start your own business and start creating your own team. Yeah, the clean, the cleaner thing, especially that's an art form. Uh, and you know, I'm going to teach you all about that in Management Monday. We we cover that for quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of detail in Management Monday. If you use the shop by your house, which, of course, we would love for you to do that. Come to Management Monday with me. It happens, believe it or not, every Monday. And we cover, I mean, we spend a great deal of time talking about cleaner success. Mm -hmm. Of course, we do talk about that on my podcast as well, Short-Term Rental Management Podcast. And it's, it's exactly what we do all day, every day. It's our wheelhouse. So, yeah, I tell everybody, if you're, if you're going to get in this business, you got to develop two skills right up front. Number one is how to run your numbers and trust them. You know, got to be able to do that. Got to be able to run numbers, figure out, hey, is this what I need to buy? you know, and you need to be able to trust them. Number two, you need to learn how to hire and fire cleaning ladies. It's gross, but you got to do it. Not a job that a lot of people think about. Um, and it is, it is art. I guarantee you, you're better at it today than you were four years ago, five years ago. Oh, way better. And here's the thing. It's hiring and firing in general. It could be any mm -hmm. gig. 
It could be any gig. You let's say you go open a buy a gas station. You're going to need to hire cashiers, and guess what? You're going to need to fire them too. Yep. It's just the nature of the beast. Hiring and firing is an art form. We talk a lot about that in our uh, materials here at the shop. Of course, at Avery's Books and uh, Management Monday, we're going to cover that in detail. But it really is. It's an art form. If you've, if, in other words, if you're nervous about you know finding the right housekeeper, it's because you don't have much experience with hiring and firing, and you're going to get better at it. Um, and that's just, that just goes with running a business that just goes with trying to do better in life. If you want to grow, if you want to be a different person than what you are right now, if you want to be a better person, if you want to maybe take, take control of your financial future, you're going to need to learn how to do that kind of stuff and getting scared, being scared of, of hiring the cleaner is a good sign. You've got to get uncomfortable to be successful. And believe me, that's a, a really good uh, starting point because at the end of the day, uh, hiring a cleaner is not really all that intimidating. And wait till you need to later on down the line hire a CFO of your giant company because you made all these right decisions along the way or whatever it may be. So yeah, it's all just all about hiring and firing when it comes to cleaners. And and uh, my, one more thing there I'll say is that don't get them out of their element. Don't get them out of their box. Cleaners tend to be just you know good old you know salt of the earth type people and. Um, if you're starting to ask a bunch of crazy questions and make them do a bunch of stuff that they've never heard of before, they're going to get a little uncomfortable. That's a pretty good. Don't way ask them to clean your gutters. I had somebody do that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to get fired for your cleaner to fire you is what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, don't make them do stuff that is not their job. You know, I was just talking about that this morning. This guy said he's got some mold on the ceiling of his, uh, cabin and of course there's legal territory there in case we don't know what kind of mold it was or anything but i said the first thing i would do is start by asking your cleaner to get up there and see if it wipes off find out what kind of mold it is of course you know and that and all that but it, i said if there's a if there's a uh, uh extension ladder involved it is no longer her job you know mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. just little stuff like that you can't if you go asking them to do or even like accepting packages if you ask your cleaner to accept an entire brand new kitchen worth of amazon packages in six uh, big screen TVs, they're not going to like you, you know? So just all the stuff you're going to have to learn. And, and especially and if you, if uh, you, their effort isn't commensurated in some sort of stipend, you know, don't it, you know, I tell people all the time, one of the best ways you can get good with your cleaning lady or team or whoever it may be is, you know, on these pass package deals. Look, we all got to do it, right? Keurig broke. Hey, I'm going to send one to you. Can you put it up or whatever? Say, hey, do you, do you, do you, could your son come up here? I'd, I'd gladly pay him 50 bucks if he'd set this thing on my countertop. You know, you know, money makes the world go around. Grease these people up. Take care oh. of them. If you take care of your cleaner, they'll take care of you. Absolutely. And if you, if they like you, they're going to, they're going to refer you to the, the, like, if you need something done at the house and your cleaner likes you, they're going to send you the guy that they like. Right. If they don't like you, they're going to send you the guy that they never, they know, they don't send to, they send them to the people that they don't like. That's right. You your package. Rock stars, no rock That's stars. Right. Your, your package is going to look like on Ace Ventura where uh, he's kicking that package down the hallway. <laughs> FDS yeah, yeah. coming through. That's FDS. what it's going to look like. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rock stars, no rock stars. So if you're treating your cleaner right, you're going to do well. And also, if things aren't going well with your cleaner, it's it's your fault. I hate to tell you, you know, and uh, your cleaner doesn't like you because you're not good at this. And you'll get better at it, but it's probably going to take getting kicked in the teeth a couple of times to realize, oh, it's not them. It's me, you know? So now again, are there bad cleaners out there? Of course, there's bad everything's out there. 
But if you're brand new and have no idea what you're doing and you're trying to f- hire a cleaner that's been doing this for 10 years and already has 18 houses with fantastic owners that she loves and she's happy, that's not a good combination. You're probably, if you're brand new, don't know what the hell you're doing, you're probably looking for a cleaner that's a little bit on the newer side. And that relationship's going to go a lot better than having you know, the greatest cleaner ever and the brand new host that doesn't know what they're doing. You got to wait until you graduate and got bring that level that playing field a little bit, you know. Well, what else? I think we put a pretty good team together here. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, just just get with the short-term shop. We've made this a damn science. We can we can help you through this whole process. And I'm here to help if you need me, if you got questions for me. I've been through everything you could ever imagine in the rental real estate business. Luke at the shorttermshop.com. Yak, what, uh, what did we miss? Man, Yak at the shorttermshop.com. I tell everybody, here's the cool thing when you work with us. If you're buying a property in Blue Ridge and you're working with Yak, you're also working with Luke. Both. You know, it's pretty... <laughs> I mean, that's pretty badass. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, we're, we're going after that. We're, we're buying you that we're, you know, I'm helping you buy the best property. He's helping you set it up, you know, and, and, and educate you and how to set it up. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. And again, the, the, the intellectual property that we have, the knowledge base that you'll have access to is second to none, you know, working with us agents will, you know, I'll have home inspectors, lenders, all that just ready for you to go, man. You just got to, you know, get committed, sit down, make the decision that you're ready to change your life and kind of grab your financial future by the horns. And man, we're we're your huckleberry after that. Just give us a call. Give us it an will email. Not, it will not be easy, but I can guarantee you it will be easier if you use us than if you do not, right? And if you want a vacation rental that you can use on the side and take your take your kids to and create some memories, man, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Everybody needs two or three of these things, so... All right. Well, we love you. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging. Next episode, we're going to talk about financing. So we'll get way in the weeds on that lending topic. Actually, you're going to have a lender come on the show and and, and hang with us. So on behalf of the Short Term Shop, episode five from North Georgia, it is Luke and Yock saying, don't overthink it. (laughs) 